lot can change in 150 years, including the distance between a farm and a growing city. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Bob Uphoff is a hog farmer near Madison, Wisconsin. He tells me more about the operation and how the proximity to the city impacts the farm. It's a typical family farming operation, uh, multi-generation. We've been blessed to be in the same location since 1866. Wow, and that location is what's interesting. You're just two and a half miles south of the Beltline in Madison, is that right? That's correct. Uh, we're probably the closest hog farm to the state capitol. Uh, we've uh, we've got a good neighborhood in that area, and, and the local community, that the local township has worked pretty hard to protect uh, the agricultural land. We're in the town of Dunn, uh, the home base of the operation, uh, which has a very strong uh, purchase of development rights program. And so it's, uh, it's protected over 4,000 acres of uh, prime farm ground in the town of town. Why don't you tell me more about the hog farm? How many animals you got? What's the size? Well, the size actually we've kind of cut back just a little bit here uh, in the last couple of years because of the uh, COVID uh, situation. Uh, We were very unique uh, because of our location. We knew we could not put a large uh, commercial type operation. So we've tried to specialize a little uh, with the type of animals we raise. And uh, we actually do uh, serve into into distributorships uh, that uh, serve restaurants. Okay, excellent. Yeah, how has supply chain been? You know, you mentioned you've had a cutback because of the pandemic. Well, what about your markets? Well, the challenge that we've had is that, of course, uh, the uh, product that we were taking is a premium product there. And, uh, of course, the challenges that the restaurants have all had to uh, face uh, with the labor and closures and things like that. Uh, So uh, as they try to regroup themselves, uh, the the premium that we were uh, able to capture in the market has kind of gone away. And unfortunately, we raised a purebred Berkshire, which is actually a more expensive animal to produce. Uh, they have a smaller litter size, a little slower growing rate uh, than the commercial operation. Uh, and so just as you start adding up uh, that uh, it is a more costly animal to produce, it's not one that lends itself to the m- uh, more uh, commodity type production. Not only that, but we know input costs are rising. What is that doing to you guys? Well, again, that's part of the decision as we made as we were trying to watch where the market, uh, the, the demand for the products were right at the present time. So we've, we're trying to keep it balanced uh, with the demand, uh, hoping that uh, the restaurants come back. Uh, so, But if, if it's not going through the hog operation, it's going into the grain, uh, grain uh, markets as well. So uh, we do have a, a grain operation along with the hog operation. And you are a part of Yahara Pride Farms, um, a group that protects the watershed in this area. What's your story with them? Well, I think it was the case that we started uh, this uh, back in about 2011, uh, this watershed group. And, and, and the deal behind our group here, and which has kind of led to a, a lot of the uh, watershed groups here in Wisconsin, is we wanted it farmer-led. We wanted the farmers themselves to be the leaders. Uh, we were somewhat frustrated with, as far as what we saw with the government policies and programs and some of the limitations they required. And we wanted an opportunity because we knew as a farmer, but we knew as our farmer neighbors, that if they give the opportunity to do a good thing and are rewarded for it, they're going to continue to do that. What good things are happening on your farm as part of that message? Uh, we've been no-tilling since uh, the mid-90s. Uh, and, so, uh, and, of course, on Dash and that, uh, we're also on narrow rows. And so we really do a double whammy onto the, onto the production here. We feel very confident in, in, in monitoring the soil health, and we want to maintain that there. We've uh, worked with some of the cover crops. Haven't been quite as successful as some people have, but I think part of it's because of our narrow rows and uh, just the type of uh, ground that we have here. But 
but uh, we continue to experiment with it on a few acres, a limited basis there. But again, uh, we've been fortunate. We've got one field of corn that's been corn on corn, continuous corn, in narrow rows since 2001. And that's because uh, you attribute that to no-till. That is no-till. That is no-till, and it's a kind of a test spot for us, uh, so we try to work it out. But it's, it's amazing as you watch a field change over time, just what transpires within the soil health in that field. In the, in the summer, the time to walk across that field is just like walking on a sponge. So you argue conservation works when it, it's farmer-led. Oh, very much so, and I think this is a thing that uh, we're, we're hoping. The biggest uh, challenge we have here within our watershed group, as with many of them, is actually to find funding to help farmers to implement new practices. Again, you have to understand a story on a farm, and each farm has a unique story about it, and they're different from one another. And so once we begin to understand it, then we know how we can try to help them to make improvements and where they need to go. And, and our farmers here in this watershed have proven it. Uh, we have made tremendous strides as far as how we're trying to keep the phosphorus out of the streams and, uh, and uh, implement conservation practices. And they've responded very well in a lot of different practices. We just would like to have more funding. Yeah, where does fund, I mean, where do you even go to get funding? Well, our biggest, biggest supporter is, is actually, we're very unique in this watershed uh, with the Madison Metropolitan's uh, uh, sewer district here uh, in Madison here. Uh, they've established what they call the Your Winds Program. They're the program that uh, they basically will try to cost share the practices that we have out here. Because their challenge from a, from a permitting process is that they have to monitor their outflow of phosphorus into the water bodies. And with being a large urban area that we are, they have some real challenges. And as they reviewed, they saw, you know, if we worked out into the watershed and worked with the farmers, we could actually meet some of the goals that uh, EPA and DNR are asking us to meet. Hey, that's certainly welcome news from your standpoint. People want to work with you, not against you. Circling back to your location... What are some of the challenges of being so close to a city that continues to grow? Well, I think that's been the thing. We were blessed, like I said, early on with the PDR program in the in the town of Dunn. We've also had good support with the county. We're very close to the county and state parks in the area, so there's a, a good amount of open space. The challenge, though, of course, is, 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 as you see, more traffic on the roads. So trying to get people to understand that the farm machinery does not speed down the road, and it's, hard, it's tough to move it up and down the roads. I think at the same token, we're, we're, we, we recognize... The, the community of supportive of us at the size we are with the hog operation, should we want to do a, a, a large, uh, more typical type commercial operation would probably be a little bit more of a challenging area. So again, uh, we're trying to respect the wishes of the community and, and to reciprocate it because they've, they've been good for us as well. And looking ahead, Bob, you said you are looking forward to your market to get back to normal and then looking forward to a succession plan as well in the future. We, we've, we have that set up. We, we do have a limited liability company that uh, my t- the two sons are involved with here. And, and again, uh, they, they are taking the leadership role and it just is opportunity presents itself. And uh, hey, you know, I've had 50 years of fun. <laughs> Anything else you wanted to say just about the uniqueness of, of your farm or about this program? Well, I think the thing I want to say is that if you give the farmers an opportunity to lead, you give the farmers an opportunity to be reimbursed for the cost that they're are triggering on some of these practices, they're going to respond. And I think that's real critical is that your, your success to improve the environment, the farmers can play a big role in that, but we can't. Uh, afford it by ourselves. 
Bob Uphoff along with us, a hog farmer in Madison, Wisconsin, two miles south of the Beltline. If you've been to Madison and driven on that Beltline, either for World Dairy Expo or the Midwest Horse Fair, you know traffic can be a bear. Bob is also part of Yahara Pride Farms, a farmer-led watershed protection group balancing water quality and farm profitability. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.